Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you to Principal Arell and the students and staff here at John G. Diefenbaker High School for welcoming us here today. <clears throat> the warmth and hospitality you have shown us is truly appreciated, and I just had a chance to go around the whole school and tour it. It is a well-loved school. A week, about a week and a half ago, the provincial government introduced Budget 2023. Alberta is securing the future by making historic investments in schools and classrooms. The education funding commitment in Budget 2023 is the largest ever. With Budget 2023, the operating budget for the Ministry of Education increases by nearly $2 billion over the next three years. And I remind everyone that I'm starting with an $8.4 billion budget. This will support school authorities to hire approximately 3,000 education staff, including teachers, educational assistants, bus drivers, and support staff, and will help manage class sizes. People are flocking, <clears throat> pardon me, people are flocking to our amazing province of Alberta, and they are bringing their families. This means Alberta schools continue to welcome more and more students. So we are boosting our education investment to accommodate enrollment growth. Based on school authority projections, we expect to see an increase in student enrollment. Today, school authorities across the province will receive their initial funding priorities as well as the funding manual, which will outline all the grants that they will receive. Until the new funding framework in 2020, school divisions did not receive confirmation of funding amounts until September of that school year. Today, it is nearly six months prior to that time and three months prior to when their budgets need to be finalized. This provides school boards with the time they need to make informed decisions, including staffing decisions. I'm so pleased to say that over the next three years, the government is increasing funding to school authorities by $820 million specifically to address and support enrollment growth. We want to help school authorities manage growing class sizes by providing funding to help them hire additional staff, including teachers and classroom support staff. The funding will be provided to school authorities through existing grants that include an, an and enrollment component. It will allow school authorities to make decisions on how to best use the funding to support their students. I'm also happy to clarify and confirm that the Supplemental Enrollment Growth Grant will continue next school year. This grant provides additional student funding for authority enrollment growth above a set threshold with higher rates for more growth. This grant has provided more than $21 million in additional funding to school authorities in this current school year, and it will continue to support authorities who experience higher than projected growth next year. Our increased investment in, in education ensures students in Alberta will continue to receive a world-class, high-quality education that enriches their lives and prepares them for success beyond school. I will now invite Marilyn Dennis, President of the Alberta School Boards Association, to the podium to say a few words. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for being here this afternoon. As was mentioned, my name is Marilyn Dennis, and I have the privilege of serving as President of the Alberta School Boards Association. 
And thank you to the Honorable Minister of Education, Adriana Lagrange, for inviting ASBA to provide remarks today on behalf of our 61 members, Alberta's locally elected public, Catholic and Francophone school boards. We are pleased to see a government's early release of the operational funding profiles and the education funding manual. Both of these provide critical clarity to school boards as they make decisions for the coming school year in support of student success. The Alberta School Boards Association's advocacy is informed by member board feedback and the impacts of the government's budget. We appreciate this investment in enrollment growth as it will help to offset pressures that boards are experiencing. Our schools welcome all students, and boards are facing growing, diverse, and complex student populations. Students that chose alternative approaches during the pandemic have returned to in-person classes in remarkable numbers. And boards continue to welcome newcomer students as families choose to make Canada, and specifically Alberta, their home. Schools are safe and accessible places for students to receive support services. We are seeing student health and educational needs that are increasingly complex and that require more specialized supports. Boards prioritize fiscal prudence and ensure transparency to the public for dollars spent in addressing the needs of students. We appreciate that local autonomy is being respected and that flexibility is provided in how funds can be spent. Our school boards are well attuned to the supports our students require and this flexibility will allow school boards to be responsive. The Alberta School Boards Association is committed to continued consultation with our members so that we can provide timely, useful and candid feedback to government as decisions are made that impact education. And to that end, we appreciate Minister LaGrange's ongoing collaboration with ASBA and for being an advocate for Alberta's locally elected school boards as the local voice for their communities. And at this time, I'm pleased to invite the board chair for the Calgary Board of Education to the podium, Ms. Laura Hack. Thank you, and thank you, Minister LaGrange. Uh, my name is Laura Hack. I'm chair for the Calgary Board of Education. Um, I just want to provide a little bit of context as to why this funding increase is so important and welcomed by the Calgary Board of Education. This year, we have welcomed more than 5,800 students into our 251 schools. That's enough to fill 10 elementary schools. More arriving each day, and next year we are projecting another significant increase. This investment means that we can hire teachers, educational assistants, and other staff who are needed to support the students we have and are expecting to have over the next few years. This investment means, um, sorry, we also appreciate the autonomy and flexibility that is attached to this increased funding. School boards know their communities, and we are in the best position to make decisions on behalf of our students. Continued investment in CBE ensures that Calgary students are equipped with skills and knowledge they need to succeed and contribute to a strong and prosperous Alberta. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much, uh, Minister, and our, to our distinguished guest speakers. We will now go to media questions. We'll start in the room today and then go to the phone lines. As a friendly reminder, media, you can ask one question and one follow-up. For those in the room, please identify yourself and the outlet. Please go ahead with the first question. Uh, Aaron with Live Art Calgary. Does this represent a change away from the province's rolling weighted average over years for student enrollment then? Uh, no, we're still using the uh, weighted moving average, but what it does is add additional dollars um, in all of the grant areas, whether it's um, base grant funding or whether it's for specialized learning support funding or any of the other line items, operations and maintenance, uh, nutrition programs, all of those grant items are going to receive increases overall. And then we also have added additional funding in the um, uh, complexity grant funding. That's $126 million over three years to really address some of the complexities that we are seeing in the classroom um, that uh, teachers are facing. And this will give additional dollars that uh, school authorities can then hire additional staff for those complexities to address those complexities. Uh, question for Laura. How much is CBE going to be getting next year from this? Uh, our, our, what we've been told is that this will mean an extra $110 million for our system uh, spread out between all of all of the 251 sites that we have. And is that for the one year or the three years? One year. Perfect. Thank you. We can go to the next reporter in the room if there is one. All right, that's all the questions in the room. Let's go to the phones. Operator, can you please put through the first question? Thank you. Anna Juncker, Edmonton Journal. Hi, question for the minister. I was hoping you could speak to the transportation funding and uh, specifically what you heard uh, behind your decision to reduce the distance requirements for students. Yes, well, um, when I first became Minister of Education, and I, I just want to back up even further be, before that, I was a school board trustee for 11 and a half years, and I have seven children, and they've all had to take public um, transportation to their school. So uh, what uh, we heard very distinctly through the Student Transportation Task Force, which I had put together in 2019, and the recommendations that came forward from them and from listening to parents and I have a parent advisory council, a teacher advisory council, a student advisory council and have traveled right across the province uh, meeting with all the boards and various parents groups etc was that that distance was too long. Uh, currently the distance is 2.4 kilometers and we're expecting little grade oneers, uh, grade tourists to be walking 2.4 kilometers and oftentimes that distance was calculated by the you know, by as I'll, I'll put it as the crow flies or the quickest walk path. Sometimes it was through a ravine. Sometimes it was through a um, a busy across a busy highway. And parents were concerned for safety, as were all of uh, all of us. So now that we're changing the uh, eligibility. For the students, it will be kindergarten to grade six will have a one kilometer walk um, and kindergarten or sorry, grade seven to 12 will be two kilometers. And that will be calculated by the quickest drive route instead of as the crow flies. 
And there are many other changes in transportation, including actually funding for real costs. Uh, we know that insurance costs have gone higher. We added the fuel price contingency grant um, the last year. That will continue as well. Uh, we know that uh, training bus drivers um, is particularly challenging at times. So we've added dollars for recruiting and uh, retainment and also making sure that they're trained properly. Thanks, Minister. Anna, do you have a follow-up question? Yeah, on, on the bus drivers, we heard that, you know, this change would mean there would be about 250 additional bus drivers needed. So can you speak to what the province is doing to ensure the hiring of those drivers and, you know, the retainment, especially given that currently there are staffing issues? Well, as I just indicated, we are adding additional dollars for school authorities to make sure that they have the funds to uh, hire, train, uh, recruit new school bus drivers. But we've also given a transition time period. The new um, eligibility and the new regulations will take effect as of September of 2024. But if there's a school authority that is able to get up and running sooner, then we will absolutely support them in, in making sure that they can implement it sooner. Thank you. Operator, can you please put through the next question? Janet French, CBC. Hi, Janet. Hello, Minister. Why is it a priority for you to fund school authorities and parents who are homeschooling kindergartners? Well, it's something that we heard from the the um, uh, kindergarten home association. Uh, there, there's an association for homeschoolers, and they have seen that uh, they they have parents that actually do want to uh, have their uh, children attend kindergarten, um, and because there is a shared. Uh, portion between the school authority and the actual that supervise the the parents through that process. They want to have access to the resources and supports uh, that other parents have uh, when they make the choice to send their children to kindergarten. So we're really providing equity across the system for those parents who would like to choose uh, kindergarten in home education. Thanks, Minister. Janet, do you have a follow-up question? Yeah, it's for Laura Hack, though. I don't know if I can't see you, so perhaps you need to swap I'm, places. But, I'm here. Go ahead. Uh, the increase, okay, awesome. The increases to learning grants and the classroom complexity funds, how far does this increase go to catch up with the growth in population and the growth population and inflation growth that you've experienced during the past three years? Does it keep up with your needs? So this is going to help us um, at CBE. It means that we're going to be able to hire more teachers, more educational assistants, um, have more supports for our students. Um, again, we haven't dived deep into what our funding profile looks like, so I'm not going to be able to tell you exactly how many, but it does mean an, an increase in those areas. Thanks so much, Laura. Operator, can you please put through the next question? Audrey Nouveau, Radio Canada. Hi, I hope you can hear me well. Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, I want to know, uh, I was looking at the federal funding for Frankenstein uh, school boards, and I, I understand that it's not uh, tied up yet. And I want to know, or my question for the minister is, are you hoping for a big increase in that funding for Francophone school boards, specifically coming from the federal government? Uh, 
The dollars that come from the federal government, uh, the negotiations that go on, they're quite complex and sometimes there are lag and delays in that. I know that there's ongoing negotiations. I don't anticipate a large increase. I'm, I'm hoping to see some increase, but we continue to advocate uh, to the federal government to ensure that uh, we, we do get increases that keep up with uh, the pace of growth uh, for um, Francophone communities and French language communities across our um, our schools. So I, I don't anticipate a large uh, increase, but uh, we will continue to advocate and uh, work through those negotiations. Thanks, Minister. Audrey, do you have a follow-up question? Yes, please. Um, concerning transportation, especially if microphone boards have had ongoing problems with finding drivers, especially as their routes are often at second priority after school boards, is there anything the ministry is doing to try to help those francophone school boards tackle their transportation issues? Well, <clears throat> pardon me. It's it's just not isolated to francophone school authorities. It's you know it, it's right across the province, and I would say dare say you know right across the country that we're seeing uh, shortages in uh, busing. But in particular, what uh, we continue to do uh, beyond what I've already indicated in terms of the additional funding that school authorities will have to uh, attract, retain, recruit, uh, train uh, school bus drivers, is that we continue to work with the Ministry of Transport. Uh, to refine the MELT program that uh, our school bus drivers have to go through. We are the only province in all of Canada that has uh, MELT for Class 2 drivers, uh, which are school bus drivers. So we continue to look at how we can um, improve the safety of the overall system, but also um, look at the training so it's more specific to our, our school bus drivers. Great. Thank you so much, Minister. Uh, operator, can we please put through the next and final question of the day? Eva Ferguson, Calgary Herald. Eva. Yes, thank you. My question is for Laura Hack. Just in terms of the $110 million uh, for public schools for complex classrooms, um, I'm just wondering if you can estimate um, how many teachers or ed assistants that funding can actually support because we know that the funding announcement um, demands that at least 80% of that funding is geared towards staff. So the $110 million is going to be spread out through the different grants. Um, again, our administration is going to have to go through the numbers, go through what our funding profile looks like. I don't have an answer for how many that's going to be and what it's going to look like. Um, but I know that there is a focus to make sure that we have uh, be hiring more teachers, more educational assistants. Uh, a lot of those decisions are made at the local level, so our principals are making staffing decisions to best fit the needs of the students that we serve. Awesome. Thanks, Laura. Eva, do you have a follow-up question? Yes, I wanted to ask uh, the minister, please, why the government has, for the first time ever, I believe, decided to direct tax dollars for transportation to private schools this year? Um, independent schools are um, part of the education system. And uh, when we looked at the affordability issue for parents that, that parents are facing right across the province, when we look at choice in education, and, and that is something that we support very strongly, which is choice in education. In fact, I brought forward the Choice in Education Act. I'm very proud of that act. Is that um, 
oftentimes a barrier is, is the transportation piece. And so when parents are having to pay higher and higher fees, we wanted to make sure that all families right across Alberta were able to access the transportation they need to get to school and not have cost be the barrier. Great. Thank you so much, Minister. Thank you to uh, our guest speakers. That concludes our media questions for today.